You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. to another episode of Bite Size Britain and with this episode again I'm I'm taking taking a trip probably a, a bit more down my uh, my my memory lane back into my childhood memory bank um to somewhere that is really it's stuck with me since my childhood and it's it's somewhere that I've been able to revisit in recent years and and, and also um view it from you know, through the, the wonderment in my own children's eyes, I suppose you know they've they've really taken to it as well, which has been great. So um, I, we're taking a trip over to the Isle of Wight, which is a small island just off the coast of of um, southern England. Uh, you can travel over there from Portsmouth and Southampton, and uh, it's it's a lovely place. I I had vague memories of it from going over when I was a kid on on various day trips and family holidays. Um, I, I had a new appreciation of it when we started going over there ourselves uh, only a few years ago and we actually our, our kids were so taken with it one place in particular that I'm going to take you to today is a place called Black Gang Chine many people will be familiar with it themselves anyway um, for having gone over there I think if you visit the Isle of Wight it's one of those places that ends up on your must-see list it's sort of you know you you see any visitors guide of the Isle of Wight and this is in like the must be the top 10 attractions places to visit um, if you head to the south of the island I mean the island you can get around the island anyway quite nicely probably within a day so it doesn't take you very long to get down there but sort of tucked away at the south of the island you have um, a lovely little village called Black Gang um, which sits above um, a place called Chale Bay so the term Chine refers to um, it's another word for coastal ravine really and the actual Chine that was that was called Black Gang uh, you know the actual Black Gang Chine has has been destroyed um, you know in I don't know the last I don't know, couple of centuries or something maybe um, so the, the actual Chine itself is no longer there and it's mainly due to you know erosion landslides that because of its proximity to 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 the sea um black gang has also been dubbed over the years the disappearing village because parts of it do suffer and you know fall away and as much as it's a lovely place to be it's it's sad really in its history how much of it has gone um even looking at a map i suppose over the last sort of 20 30 years of of what was there before and, and sort of where everything is now <coughs> actually and I've only found this out a few years ago when when I was doing some personal research ahead of um, planning our first family trip over there and I, I just I had vague memories of Black Gang Chine and certain things that were there thankfully things did things that are still there to this day 
um, but I really wanted to read up on the history of it because I did find out a few interesting things which did send me down a bit of a rabbit hole but um, one thing I, I didn't know until then was it's actually the oldest theme park in the UK which I thought is a great thing to, to be known for you know you think of the likes of Thorpe Park and Alton Towers and that Black Gang Chine was there first um, and it was actually opened back in 1843 so it's not long um, celebrated it's 175 years and obviously now it's uh, sort of 178 years I think now the calculations are right um, and it was opened up by um, the DeBell family and it's been in the family the same family all this time um, and I mean even before that it really did have some history of its own around Black Gang and Chael Bay which sort of lends itself and it, it, it's sort of the, the reason for some of the themes that you'll find so you know Black Gang Shine I've said to many people is is a place that's sort of one of a kind you really have to go there to kind of appreciate um, the the charm of it some people will call it tacky in places some people call it creepy in others i think it is all that and more it's it's such a fascinating odd but really wonderful place to go um it, it puts you in a completely different world really and and it's it has many themes it's many lands throughout it i mean it's you think of a theme park and it's got different zones or whatever it's, it's essentially all the same still you know the same kind of um ethic behind it uh, you've got uh, thinking like you've got nursery rhyme land where you can see sort of models or animated you know depictions almost of of uh, old fairy tales and and you've got the underwater kingdom which is fairly new you've got two pirate ships there that you can as kids you can or as adults you can play along you know go between the two fire water cannons at each other and it's got um a singing pet shop which is amazing um a lot of the and also the the crooked uh, the, the crooked house which i can't forget because that is actually one of the earliest memories that i've always been told about by um uh, by my grandparents apparently when i first went over that I absolutely hated it i screamed my head off it's this really sort of really kind of small um house that you walk through and it's got really uneven floors it's crooked house by name and nature and you look in various windows throughout it into different rooms and they've got sort of scenes set up really so it's got that real retro feel to it and the fact that a lot of these have got that really quite old look to them probably gives them a creepy feel which is people like me which i find brilliant um but you've you've got all these different sort of lands that you can walk around and um my little boy is mad on dinosaurs and they i mean even going back to i think the 60s they put these these big model dinosaurs in there they've upgraded it somewhat in recent years with proper animatronic displays you know t-rex and everything that you can walk through a bit like jurassic park i suppose um you know they they, they are still even although they're keeping a lot of the older things there for um nostalgia value i suppose they they are still upgrading the park and, and trying to sort of keep keep up to date and um but what really strikes you as you're walking through there is is the view you know you could be walking around most of it and you just look out and you just see the open sea because you're on that that very sort of southern tip of the island and 
it's it's such a lovely place to be especially you know if you go the right times of the year you know for that reason it's, it's quite quiet even though it's busy there you know you don't really hear the noise necessarily because you can just just look out to sea a bit you know like i i do sometimes you look out to sea and you just feel calm it's just it's just a really really unique place to be um but the main sort of themes that run through it you've got th you you you've got um you know say like a haunted house sort of thing there it's, it's a little bit more than that i will touch on it probably <coughs> one story in particular that really grabbed me was um before the park actually opened in 1836 in october that year there was a um shipwreck a cargo ship called the clarendon was um wrecked just off the uh, off of shell bay at the bottom of black gang chine um as it as the story goes i think it was coming back from the west indies and it ran into a storm i believe and uh was sort of grounded possibly or hit rocks um it it, it um uh the ship went down and i think it was 28 there were 28 people on board that that were lost um and i used that history immediately when we were planning for this family trip over there it spurred something in me that i i then had um all these ideas for stories come come forth and i actually used the sinking of the clarendon um, as a, a a major part in the book that eventually became Black Gang, Trucker Jack Trail, which has also then since morphed into being a big part of my book, A Necessary End. So it, it's probably this mixed with, with other shipwrecks, sort of like the Mary Rose, which I'm sure I'll, I will dedicate another episode to at some point. Um, it's my fascination with maritime disasters i suppose um shipwrecks that kind of thing you know um the, these real disasters that happen at sea it really did spur my um my imagination and and then i found out that um they'd actually the, the clarendon itself had been worked into part of the new one of the new attractions at black gang chime when we went there um when they created the underwater kingdom it was um they got just a, um like this upturned ship that, that kids can crawl through and it's just like you know a bit of a play um you know part of a playground sort of thing and and apparently that is modeled on the clarinda that's that's sort of an homage to that and also i mean one of the biggest things that the park was known for when it first opened his first big attraction was um it actually displayed um a skeleton of a fin whale that had beached um, just near the needles which is again it's a natural rock formation one of the biggest and most famous attractions over on the Isle of Wight which is actually I think from the west side of the island um, but they um, I think it was Alexander Dubell that, that originally created the park he acquired this skeleton um, of this fin whale and he displayed it and sort of henceforth created Black Gang China into this this real sort of curiosity attraction for Victorian tourists. And that whale skeleton is actually still there. Oh, this is one of the things that I love about it. You know, these things that, that they had way back when they started, they've still got. And they actually display it in a little museum now, um, which has the story of, of the whale. And I think when Queen Mary visited there one day, as well and a famous story attached to that so when it was first opened back in 1843 um the layout of it obviously was 
similar, but uh, they 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 it was situated in the same place at the top of of the you know the top of the um the chine. You had walkways down to to see like the landscape gardens down the cliff and everything. They have obviously since um fallen away, and I think the la the last big landslide that occurred in um in Black Gang was in nineteen ninety four, um. And you can actually still. This is something else that I found out before I went over there. And something that I, I, or at least before one of our trips there, you can actually see. You, you can actually see the point at which this landslide occurred because the, the there's still road close signs. You can basically the main military road, as they called it, um, fell away, and it, this road still exists, and it still basically goes to an end point where you know it used to go further, but but no longer exists. Um, and they've still got road close signs. They've still got fences up that that um, obviously stop people going, you know, past there on this really quite vulnerable piece of land now. But the, there's there's a, that part that element of its history mixed with until recently there was a part of amusement park that was still there, but had been left kind of abandoned, um, called Adventureland, and it had in there um like a space shuttle launch kind of building that you could um play around in that had a wixty roundabout which was obviously when the, the when the last major landslide happened they closed that element of the park off and over years they black gang china have had to move their park inland slightly um or parts of it because of the risk now of of parts of it still falling away at some point and this roundabout existed and it was just on the edge of the cliff almost and it became a real focal point for locals and, and fans of the uh, of the park itself and it's a really eerie site i went there luckily they have moved the roundabout now they have removed it hopefully they will do something with it at some point but i even got to visit that bit and i managed to find where it was and drove down to it and it's just really it was really eerie seeing the remains of this part of the park which it just had to be abandoned and and that mixed with you know the the horror of an event like a landslide that like what happened in in 1994 i used again in another story which featured in my my book black gang which still exists in a necessary end so it had this history with me as a child going there and it being this this real unique memorable place um even though i couldn't remember bits about it it's always still sat with me that i wanted to go back and then when i went back a few years ago it was it brought all, all those memories back and more and gave me a new appreciation of of what um of how firstly how fragile things can be you know first you know the actual at, at one point you know in time the village may may not be there much you know um, or, or big parts of it, it continue to get smaller and you know one day it may just disappear forever which is a really really sad thought but it's got these bits of history which are tied to that that part with, with that are tied to black gang which are almost immortalized in this adventure park which like i say is like no other and if you um if you're listening to this and really not sure what it is i'm on about you need to get on youtube 
get on the internet or even get yourself over there and and go to black gang china and, and experience it for yourself because um there's been there's been people i think film film videos um like vlog videos for youtube about it because it's one of those really odd extraordinary places <laughs> you have to see to believe um but yeah you know just just it's before i before i i kind of finish this off there's one major thing i touched on the the history of like the draws on the history of the smuggling um that that went on you know back in the day um you know centuries ago is they've the one thing that always stuck with me about black and china is probably its most famous um attraction i suppose um is even before you get in there right at the the start there is like a i can't i don't know how big he is exactly but this massive fiberglass statue of a smuggler right outside and and that is really if you if you think of one image of black gang china that's probably the one that you'll get really sets the tone you know before you get in there and uh and it's it's got its own apparently it's got its own ghost stories as well a little bit like i touched on with um with bradley woods can't find a lot of information about it um but apparently as, as recently as 2008 there was a sighting um of a, a ghost of a little girl skipping near the crooked house so i'd be very interested to hear if anyone else has got any any other stories ghost stories in particular linked with black gang chine um you know the macabre side of black gang chine for me is anyone who knows it or if you want to go find out more rumpus mansion again if you read a necessary end I'm not doing this episode as a cheap plug. This is just one place that really fed into that book when I wrote it. Um, Rumpus Mansion is like a walkthrough. It's kind of like, you know, considered like like a ghost train, I suppose, but it's it's a haunted house. You walk through and it's got creepy animated displays of boggarts, goblins, witches. You know, it's, it's, it's somewhere I think even my kids would struggle to walk through now if they went back to it. <laughs> it's um but you know if if anyone out there has got any fun or creepy stories about black gang chine that um that i may not have heard that didn't make it into my my book uh, by all means you know comment on on any of the posts associated with the podcast or with this episode in particular i'll be really really interested to finding out more about that side of it but uh but yeah, Black Gang Shine, definitely, you know, get on there, find out for yourselves, um, or get or get over there and pay a visit if you're if you're taking your family to the Isle of Wight and you, you want one place to go, uh, one day out, I would I would always recommend over there. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode of Bite Size Britain and remember to um follow on um keep to keep up to date with any future episodes please follow us on social media um either search for bite size britain or search for dead men's tales podcast network and keep up to date Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.